homosexuals in Iran are having sex reassignment surgery in order to avoid execution. And the U.S. bans shock treatment on children with special needs at a Boston-area school. And red wine flowed from the taps in this Italian village instead of water after a malfunction at the local winery. These are the weird stories for Monday. This is Weird AF News. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I hope you had a nice weekend. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, by the way. And I'm happy to be here with you talking about that weird stuff. That is the world. (laughs) Homosexuals in Iran are having sex reassignment surgery in order to avoid execution. Crazy. So you probably know this, but life for the gay man in Iran continues to be a nightmare. In the Islamic Republic, homosexuality is actually illegal and punishments usually range anywhere from torture to public executions. Yeah, they're very reasonable people over there. (laughs) The Iranian regime's treatment of transsexuals, however, seems on the surface to be a different matter altogether. Transsexuality was legalized, actually, in Iran in 1987, and the country has the second highest number of sex reassignment surgeries per year, second only to Thailand. Isn't that fascinating? In an interview with the media... uh, Activist Shadi Amin claimed that the reason for this high number of SRSs in the country is not as accepting as it may seem on the surface. According to him, the Iranian government gives gay men the choice to go through the surgery in place of being tortured or executed. Amin said that, quote, they would rather carry out mass surgeries than executions because they know the world is watching them. This seems very strange to me. Who's paying for the... The sexual reassignment surgeries. The government? The government's like, I'm going to torture you unless you go, uh, when you take off that penis, I'll pay for it. This is very expensive operations, by the way. How did that... In Iran, the regime believes that homosexuality is a disease that needs to be treated like any other, typically by physically changing a person's sex. Yeah, oh, and you do that by torturing them? What a, what a dumb government. What a dumb place. Sorry. Stupid. The regime... They call themselves, anybody that calls themselves the regime, I'm just like, wow, watch out. The regime always has, you know, the most idiotic rules and like, uh, you know, dehumanizing policies. Yeah, I never want to live where there's a regime ever. The government believes this, that if if you're a gay man, your soul is that of a woman and you should just change your body. Why don't you change your body, you dummy? They think this is a way to fight the existence of homosexual people because you change their body and you solve the problem. Oh, all right. According to the reports within Iran, there are about 4,000 gender reassignment surgeries every year, though this person, Amin, believes the real numbers are much higher. In in the interview, interview, she says that one doctor told her, oh, it's not even a he, it's a she. Oh, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what that name was. Please forgive me. Those of you who are like listening and going, Jonesy, you dummy, that's a woman. Why are you saying it's a he? Because I don't know this person, okay? All right? I'm not tapped into the regime. Forgive me. In the interview, she told one doctor, uh, she says that one doctor told her that he carries out 30 to 40 SRSs every month and up to three times per day. 
causing her to believe that this is a big business for some doctors, despite many of them not being specialists in the field, but rather repurposed plastic surgeons. Oh my goodness, they're not even specialists. Hey, if I'm getting my penis changed to a vajay, a little vagina nana, I want to, I don't want some repurposed plastic surgeon. I want a specialist in my field. Following the surgery, the person, if uh, if often shunned by both the country and their families, leaving them with no one support to support them, which in turn often leads to a life of sex work and violence. This is a great place to grow up if you're a, if you're a gay person, right? Wow, unbelievable. Unbelievable, these places. I feel so terrible for uh, LGBT, ad, whatever other letters there are that I'm missing out, sorry. Um, in in uh, Muslim countries, especially. Oh, boy, it's got to be rough. Unbelievable. And unfortunately, there's no... Uh, the the regime's policy in, uh, is... They're not, their heart isn't in the right place, of course. Uh, it's... The encouraging gender reassignment has nothing to do with supporting trans people. It is just, it's motivated by a desire to just completely eradicate homosexuality and enforce traditional male and female gender norms. Anyways, so who's winning here? Until all, I'll tell you guys, LGBT people in, in those countries, you could just come on to, come on over to the U.S., man. We, we like totally embrace you. Absolutely. Uh, totally for it. Gay people being here. You know, I was in a place where there's a lot of gay people. I was very surprised it was uh, Taipei. It was in Taiwan. And then I found out later, that's like one of the only uh, Asian countries that have, have legalized same-sex marriage. I was like, ah. See, I learned, I learned something on my travels in Asia. Pretty cool, right? You guys may have an opinion on this, by the way, this whole, this whole trans thing uh, rather than, in, in order to avoid execution. If you if you happen to just call the show and express yourself six four six four five zero twenty twelve. The U.S. bans shock treatment on children with special needs at a Boston area school. I was so embarrassed to find out in my hometown that they're still doing shock treatment. I didn't think I didn't think that was a thing still, and on children of all people, goodness, I'm embarrassed. The U.S. government has banned an electric shock machine that is used to zap children and young adults with special needs in a school outside Boston. The only institution in the world known to practice the controversial punishment of shock treatment. They're like the last one in the world. How? How did they slip through the cracks this long? 2020 doing shock treatment? This is like some barbaric medieval shit. The FDA has taken the extremely rare move of imposing a total ban on the production and use of the electric shock machines known as electrical stimulation devices. It said the ban, only the third such comprehensive prohibition of a medical device in FDA history, was necessary to protect public health. The ban brings to an end a decades-long battle against the use of electric shocks at the Judge Rottenberg Educational Center, also known as JRC, in Canton, Massachusetts. Disability groups and international human rights organizations have campaigned ceaselessly, ceaselessly, there you go, Jonesy, to outlaw the use of so-called aversive therapy, where pain is inflicted on vulnerable children in order to discourage them from self-harming or aggressive behavior. More than 40 special needs residents of JRC, many with severe forms of autism, are understood to be on this program. The electric shock regime, oh my goodness, it says regime, 
Man, I came across regime in the last article and I hated it. <laughs> I hate everything with regime in it. It's just awful. We should eliminate this. It's it's included in everything I hate. Like anti-gay people and you know, electric shock proponents. Managers of the center outside Boston insisted that this device was safe and pointed out that the use of shocks was approved in each case by the state family courts. What are you shocking kids with autism for? What good is that going to do, dummies? What are you... These archaic forms of curative nonsense you're still holding on to? This is ridiculous. What is it? 1801? What are you putting... What are you putting, like, uh, leeches on their backs to suck out the bad blood poison? The evil poison that's... <laughs> the kind of crap that you hear used to be practiced before modern medicine came around? Well, apparently over the years, there have been a number of scandals at this school in particular. In 2007, a boy was strapped to a gurney and given 77 electric shocks over a three-hour period for bad behavior, only for it to be discovered that the order, the order to inflict the pain had come from an outside phone call made by a prankster. What? This is unbelievable. In 2010, the media gained access to the school and reported on its controversial practices. During the visit, it was revealed that one student had been living at the center for 22 years and was still being shocked an average of 33 times a week. In 2010... The media uncovered that story, and yet this this place still continued its nonsense. I mean, come on now. I'm very embarrassed that this comes from my state. A video recording also emerged in the course of a civil trial that showed a student, then age 18, being zapped 31 times over seven hours. As he is shocked, he is heard screaming, That hurts, that hurts, that friggin' hurts. It's wicked hurtful, wicked hurting me. I, I inserted those last ones because they're very Bostonian. He, he didn't say that, but he might have said it. Supporters of the school. Ooh, who are these losers? Including several parents. What parents would support this? Evil doers themselves. They say its practice of aversive therapy has improved lives and in some cases saved their children from self-induced injury or even death. Goodness gracious. I, I, come on, this can't be better than pills, and I hate pills. In 2013, the UN's then-monitor on torture released a report that found that the use of this device as a routine form of behavior control violated the UN Convention Against Torture. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Um, campaigners against the electric shock machines hailed this FDA's ban as a huge advance, of course. Uh, I think that's... a uh, a big step here. And I'm sad to say that this is happening in 2020. I mean, it's just embarrassing that this is still going on. And in Massachusetts, of all people, of all people, of all places, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm wicked, wicked sorry. Okay. Sparkling red wine flowed from the taps in this Italian village instead of water at a malfunction at the local winery. Ooh, sounds like a fun day of free wine to me. I wish I was living in this little Italian village. I'd make myself a nice big plate of spasamidbola and then get my uh, free wine right out of the tap, fill my jug, you know, because I'm old school. I drink wine out of a jug. I'm a little jug wino. <laughs> I love red wine, by the way. It's my favorite. I don't like the white wine. You can take that Chardonnay and just pour that down the drain, as far as I'm concerned. And I don't don't even bring that champagne to me. Prosecco. What is that crap? 
gives me a headache, that bubbly shit. I want, I want red wine, man. And I don't want a Merlot. I'm like that character in Sideways. What was his name? He hated the Merlot. I'm a cab guy. I like a nice, rich, bold Cabernet. That's right. Because I'm a man. I drink a man's wine. And I'll drink it out of the tap if I have to. I'll, I'll lay in my bathtub and pour the tap right into my mouth. I'll just lay down. What about that? That sounds like a nice time in this small Italian city, wherever it is. The smell of Brijol cooking in the next room because my grandma be in there cooking it. This is a very strange beginning to an article, but I thought it would, I just thought I would get whimsical with y'all. So where is this village, Jonesy? Don't you want to know where, where this heavenly place is? So the small village in, in, in Italy had a brush with the divine as sparkling red wine flowed out of its taps instead of water. No, it was not a prelude to the second coming of Jesus, but a malfunction at the Lambrusco Grasparosa bottling line of Cantina Setticani Castelvetro's winery. Wow, I can't believe I got that right. I mean, I probably didn't get it right, but it, I didn't make a mistake. Um, I may not have pronounced it correctly. The Lambrusco Grasparosa Bottling Company in the Cantina Setticani Castelvetro winery. Lambrusco Grasparosa is a type of sparkling red wine that is popular in the area. The unfortunate mix-up occurred when one of the wine silos began leaking into the water pipe supply in the village of Setticani. The Setticani! You gotta say it like that. It was due to high pressure. And then it, it ran through the mains network into nearby houses, according to the media. There's a video here capturing the incident. It's showing pink froth, frothy liquid coming out of a tap and filling up someone's pan in a sink. It's not clear who originally posted the footage, although Italian news site La Corriere is credited in the video. This doesn't really look like wine coming out of this this pipe, by the way. It is. It's creamy and pink. Is that what? This isn't the red wine that I'm familiar with. What the hell, Italy? I'm going to go to the motherland and find my red wine to look pink and bubbly and weird. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Of course, of course, the winery apologized in a Facebook post explaining there was an issue with a circuit valve on the bottling line. They wrote, it was only wine, which was already ready for bottling, actually. So you're welcome. <laughs> Residents and commenters were amused by this incident, with one person replying to the winery. The next time you open the valve from 7.30 p.m. onwards, happy hour, bro. I, I added the bro because I don't think Italians talk like that. Like Californians. Oh, what a great day, though, in this town, huh? Nobody will ever forget this, the free happy hour that went sliding right through their plumbing and into their bellies. Hmm, that's a good day. Free wine. Well, free anything, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, y'all. I hope you had a nice weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episode. That was a fun one. Uh, there was a lot of stories rolling in that I... It became a challenge to choose which ones. And I want to thank those of you who sent me the Florida stories. You can always send me stories to funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach me on social media at funnyjones on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Uh, this is my last day in Tokyo. And I'm flying back to Los Angeles. So... I'll be recording back in the States from now on. Uh, and uh, I want to thank you guys for putting up with 
the uh, the shows while I was gone. Uh, some of the shows were put out late. Some were too early. The microphone broke. Uh, the quality was sometimes like sketch. <laughs> but you you held in there. And I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate the loyalty. Very, very much so. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've been seeing all the photos and videos of me in uh, places like Kyoto and Osaka. Uh, and uh, it's been a good time. Uh, Thanks for those of you who, to those of you who have reached out on Instagram to say what's up. I've been making a lot of friends on there. Uh, pretty cool. And some of these friends have actually joined the Patreon, which has been great. Been, uh, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. If you'd like to join the Patreon, just check it out first. It's uh, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And uh, you can support the show there. And your small donation will go to buying my, buying my new microphone when I arrive back in L.A. Um, and uh, I'm going to have to restock on uh, caffeine, of course, among other things. And uh, yeah, so check it out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Once again, I hope you guys had a great weekend, and uh, I'll be traveling tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.